A living room to me is a place where you come together. It's the place where you are just being as a family. It's a place where you come back from, you know, going out and sort of this cocoon of digesting everything that has happened in your day and you just want it to be this sort of calm, loving place. Welcome to the Crystal Guardian Podcast. My name is Caressa and this is a show on which I share about my life as a healer and crystal artist. Here we meet at the crossroads of creativity and consciousness, art and spirituality giving a voice to the visionaries of today. Hello, everyone. I am so happy that you are here for the podcast today. Yeah, just this morning, I I think, or was it yesterday, I had that little spotify year in review sort of summary thing they have one for the podcast as well and i saw that just this last year the podcast has grown with 298 percent on spotify so that's pretty cool a very very big thank you to yeah you listening tuning in i'm really really happy that you're here. I'm really happy with the direction that the podcast is going in. And to sort of celebrate that, today's episode is a little bit different and just a fun, uh, yeah, little episode that I wanted to do. I posted a sticker on Instagram uh, where all of you could ask any crystal questions that you had, and I'm going to answer them today. I got quite a few really cool ones, so I'm just going to go through them a bit randomly and um, yeah, see how far we get. I am very excited because usually when I teach workshops or crystal classes, you know, the most fun things happen when people just ask me random questions and especially when it's about topics that I'm actually really nerdy about (laughs) and um, yeah I got to share about you know some of my favorite things and just always takes this turn that I couldn't have thought of beforehand yeah just really really it's always so fun for me to kind of freestyle and go with it and share from my point of view and also empower you to feel what is true to you because also yeah everything that I am experiencing doesn't have to be the truth for you as well and that's that's my wish you know to really show point of view to show a perspective and for you then to be empowered enough to feel into what is true to you so yeah let's uh let's dive in I have my questions here some of them are in Dutch. I think I'm going to do this again. So if at any point you have a crystal question for me that you just want to send to me on Instagram, just do so. Uh, send it to me or at the uh, Crystal Guardian podcast. I think it's the crystalguardian.pod on Instagram or just my personal one, which is with Caressa. Yeah, so send me anything. I will have like a little database that I can tap into when we do these episodes and um, yeah, fire away. So for now, the question that I got is when you think of people you know, do you intuitively know which crystal they need or are? 
I love this crystal because I definitely have a few people in my life that I just really feel that they embody this one specific crystal or, yeah, this one specific energy. I have a friend that is 100% Lapis Lazuli. I have, which was, by the way, the last episode's crystal archive. So if you want to dive into Lapis Lazuli, definitely check out those episodes. I'm going to do some research for the next one in the coming week. And uh, yeah, I just love, love those episodes because they really hold space to dive a little bit deeper. But to circle back to the question, I, yeah, 100% have people that I just really feel that they embody the energy. Just as I have some crystals that I feel really, really are very intricately connected to a certain plant. For example, citrine to me has the exact, exact same energy as lemon. Or, uh, and you know, like they both have that very sunshiny feeling, just vibrant joy, life, really sun energy is what both of them have. And another one is amethyst and lavender. To me, those two are the exact, exact same energy, both for protection, opening intuition, but also very calming and soothing. Yeah, and there's there's a few more like that. And I always love to also notice those things and see if there are certain elements that are drawn together. Yeah. And then for, for people, definitely, I sometimes feel like, okay, I just, you know, like you're talking about something and I just want to put like this crystal in your lap or in your hand. Yeah, they are always sort of like talking to me a little bit as I'm meeting people or as I'm speaking with people. And I, yeah, definitely am known for just putting a crystal in someone's hand and being like, keep it, take it home. This is yours. Because I do very much believe that, you know, we are, this podcast is the crystal guardian. We are guardians of these crystals and not the owners. We are the stewards. We have this little moment in time where we connect with this crystal. And when I intuitively feel that a crystal belongs with someone else or yeah, it's better off to, to move on, I 100% believe that that in energy will, you know, figure itself out. And by yeah, leaning into what the universe asks of me, I feel also very connected, you know, part of a bigger whole. And it's just, yeah, one of my favorite things to just make sure they go on the journey that they're supposed to go on. Yeah, I hope that answered your question. A really fun one to start off with. Then another one, this question is, which crystals are good for a living room, a hallway, a bedroom, or an office? So the different places in a house are really fun sort of starting points to start working with crystal grids. And, you know, we always see those crystal grids that are have all these different crystals and are in this really beautiful sort of like layouts. I am also very, you know, guilty of that, but that's just, yeah, what we see mostly and what we think of when we see a crystal grid. But a grid is actually, you know, just crystals coming together and that can be in a very simple shape, even in like a square. So when you place crystals in your house in a specific place with a specific energy, then you are creating a crystal grid 
in your house and setting the intention, setting the energy for your whole house and letting that work together. There are some really cool ways to look at feng shui and see which areas of your house are connected to which element and then to empower that element or balance that element with a crystal that you can place there. But of course, you can also just look at what kind of intention do I want to put in this specific room. So to just go through the examples, because probably those are um, the places that you're considering placing crystals in, just some of my recommendations, but always, you know, feel into what is your intention for that space? What do you want to create here? And then going from there. So for a living room, a living room to me is a place where you come together. It's the place where you are just being as a family. It's a place where you come back from, you know, going out and sort of this cocoon of digesting everything that has happened in your day. And you just want it to be this sort of calm, loving place. So for me, I would love some mangano calcite, which is this very warm, loving, motherly, um, soft, calming energy. And maybe you want to have aragonite there, which really helps in, um, it's a grounding crystal, but it really helps when there's a lot of impulses and you need to sort of digest that and give it a good place in your body for things not to pile up, but for the right things to move to the right spots. So those crystals I I would really love for a living room, something rose quartz for a loving intention. Maybe you want to place rose quartz for loving intention. Yeah, there's really different ways that you can go into, but really tune into what do I want to create in this space and then go from there. For the hallway, the hallway is a place where there is a lot of going in and out. Usually it's the place as well where you enter your house. And what I always have is a really big, big chunk of black tourmaline at the front door. And this black tourmaline, you know, most black crystals, they kind of act as those bouncers of the crystal world. They keep the negative energy out and only let the positive energy in and also transform negative energy into positive energy. So they are this great it's it's almost like a charcoal filter you know that you have an energetic filter at your front door for anything to come in to kind of pass through and come in with more love and purity of heart so black tourmaline great to place at your front door great to place at your hallway because you know a hallway you leave a room you leave a situation you leave a space to go into the next and you know to go into the next thing maybe you're leaving from your home office going to the kitchen to start your uh, evening ritual to start cooking to start spending time with your family it's also really nice to kind of bring yourself through that filter and start again in a fresh new way and one thing that I love as well, the black tourmaline, it's a black crystal. It's very grounding. So this, of course, also helps in, you know, stepping from one thing in the other to just ground yourself a little bit in the present moment in what is here now. Moving on to the bedroom. For me, so I have one thing that I usually have in my house. 
And this really depends on what the room is meant to do. But I love placing a grid of selenite towers in every corner of a room. And this can be your bedroom. This can be maybe a healing space or a meditation yoga room that you have or just a little little corner in your house. You can also do it in your living room, but this really sets a field of light energy, of healing energy. Selenite is one of those crystals that has the power or the ability to cleanse all the other crystals around them. And that's also what they do to us. They cleanse, they bring us in this higher vibrational light energy. So yeah, I, I love selenite in my bedroom. For some people, that's too intense. It can really bring about also sort of lucid dreaming. It's highly connected to the moon. It can, yeah, it can just be too high vibrational for people that need more grounding, need more settling at night. So check in with yourself, what feels good to you and uh, where you are. Yeah, and then to continue on to an office. So I would say an office can be very, it can go a lot of different ways because it really, to me, sort of depends on what your intention is in your work. Do you want to work from your heart? Do you want to speak more courageously? Do you want to uh, communicate better, see your coworkers better? Do you want to shine your light, show your talents? These are all different things that you can do or that you can have an intention for in your office. For one, I would love to have something that is a bit grounding to, because of course we are working a lot with the fifth chakra, the throat chakra, the mind. So the energy is quite high in the body. So what I love to do is placing a red jasper. And you know, it's a crystal that has like, it, it should be a crystal that has a good size. And usually when it's a bit wonky, that's great because what I do is I place it on the floor and then I just sort of rub my foot over it and give my feet a massage. This physically brings me down while energetically also the red jasper supports me in grounding, supports me in connecting to the earth below, keeps me in the present moment and helps me to not fly all the way high up into my head. This is also great if it's really hard for you to let go of work at the end of the day and to drop back into your body. If you, if you know, you keep overthinking everything and the scenarios keep playing in your mind, maybe you should have said that in the meeting, maybe you should have done this. Grounding, red jasper, foot massage, try it, it's great. Another thing I love, love, love the combination of citron and lapis lazuli. Citrine, you know, is really that showcasing your talent, shining bright, uh, really, yeah, letting the world see who you are and what you have to offer. And then Lapis Lazuli is great for communication, for speaking your authentic truth, that communication with coworkers, but also connects you to your own inner wisdom. So, you know, in moments where you're like, Phew, I don't know what I'm going to say, and then it just flows out. Um, Lapis has a way of facilitating that space where those kind of things happen more easily. And yeah, so it's really sort of asking yourself, what is that energy that I want to set for myself in this space? And yeah, like way back, way back in the day, but I think if you scroll through my pictures, you can still find it. I did do a post on Feng Shui and Crystals. 
and I made a little layout where you can see all the themes of the different spots in your home and my recommended crystals to work with that as well. So if you want to just scroll back, maybe you can find it. Maybe I'll share this. Uh, I'll do the work for you guys. I'll do it. <laughs> I'm going to share it on my Instagram, so keep an eye out. And yeah, so we will make that happen. Another question that I got is... Can you help me out to choose some crystals to support me with my bipolar disorder? There's much to choose from and I can't make a choice, obviously. Uh, it would help me a lot. Yes, of course, of course, I can uh, help you out with this. I don't have a lot of personal experience with treating bipolar disease with crystals, but there are some very general things that I can um, tie into to think of crystals that will really, really help in this. One of them, I would always look for crystals that can sort of be an anchor. You know, in bipolar, you can really go from one extreme to the other and maybe not feel as anchored within yourself. And a crystal that is beautiful to help with this energy is uh, phenatonites. Oh my gosh, guys, I don't know if sometimes I'm pronouncing the names of these crystals wrong in English. So if I do, just, you know, forgive me <laughs> because I'm Dutch and I'm doing my best. But sometimes, you know, for a really long time, I thought that Tucson was pronounced Tuscan, which, you know, makes sense. English is such a weird language, but yeah, I am just going to do my best. Maybe sometimes I mispronounce things. Bear with me. So, Venetonites. It is a crystal that is, one, gorgeous to look at, and it's a grounding crystal that is really, has that energy of no matter where you are, you can feel at home within yourself. And usually I relate this to more so a physical, being on the move a lot, traveling a lot, and having yourself as an anchor. But of course, this also counts if you know, maybe your body doesn't feel super safe all the time and you feel like you're going from one end to the other, then phenatonite can be really nice to, yeah, anchor and really feel at home within yourself to find that anchor within. Also, black crystals are great, you know, grounding crystals to really have that sense of presence and feeling safe. Black crystals are also great protectors, really bring about that feeling of security within yourself, within your body. So that is something that I would say will definitely be helpful. Another one is lepidolites. Lepidolites naturally contains lithium and lithium is often used in medication to treat chronic depression or bipolar and it helps to regulate and balance serotonin levels in the brain. So this is why, you know, it kind of carries that energy of that healing that takes place of the serotonin levels to stabilize, to balance, which is why lepidolite is a beautiful crystal to, to connect with. It's this beautiful purple crystal as well, has really great texture to it and kind of that metally essence to it. Other crystals that are... Also, well, not as much, but also contain some lithium are kunzite or chloride in quartz. Um, so those crystals can also be nice to, to work with. 
and also to support, to set an extra intention. Maybe you are taking medication to set an extra intention and to connect with, you know, what that medication is doing for you on a bit of a deeper energetical level. Because, you know, if it's helping, if it's healing, that is so beautiful. But sometimes it can feel a little bit estranged from us because it's medicine. It's, it's you know, something outside of us and not natural, I'm saying in air quotes. So to have that crystal containing that same element to bring you back to the intention, to the gratefulness, to the connection to that medicine and what it's bringing for you, maybe that will yeah, support that whole process, that whole healing journey. And then as well, I can feel into having crystals in different moments. So when you are feeling more depressed, for example, connecting with citrine, which is like literally sun in a crystal, you know, so joyful, so uplifting. And when you're going in that other direction, when you feel on top of the world, then having a crystal that feels a little bit more grounding, a little bit more stabilizing to yeah, bring you back to your center and not go too far so you crash and burn. So those are the same crystals of the black crystals, the protective crystals, red jasper, black tourmaline, um, black obsidian, you know, really a lot of these crystals. And I I love to give multiple options, um, a very big invitation for you to step into a store and to see which crystals you are naturally drawn to, which you are naturally connecting with. And then seeing, huh, maybe this is a grounding crystal and probably that specific crystal has a flavor that really helps and supports you on this journey. Because, you know, everyone's bipolar story is different and you know the underlying things and issues and triggers they can be so different case to case so also the crystals that you want to use to support someone with will be different case to case and this is also what I do in in crystal healings you know I never really go for so you have this issue so we are using this crystal for sure because maybe it's an issue that's manifesting itself in a very different way than you know, what actually the energetical layer beneath is. So with everything I'm saying, a big, big invitation to feel what feels best for you because your energetic system is unique and you are the expert. You know, you are the one person that knows exactly what you need. So trust that. Trust that inner inkling. Trust that inner gut feeling. You know. I, yeah, I'm going to go to the last question already, guys. This is so much fun. Um, So the last question that I got was, how can I keep an eye out for sustainability in my crystals? I am lost. I feel you. I feel you. This is such a difficult topic. Right now, there are no official sort of bigger overlooking um, entities or forces that are, you know, that have this stamp of this is for sure sustainable. You know, it's this big, big landscape. And yeah, we just don't have those entities yet that are keeping an eye out on the market and that are regulating things for us. So what is necessary now is us, the consumers, we have so much power. We can do so many great, great things with you know, our interest, our demand. And I shared about this on the last podcast on Lapis, 
because this crystal is, you know, supporting the Taliban, which, you know, we really don't want to do. And yeah, in 2016, when this came out in a report, the crystal was labeled a war mineral, you know, like don't, don't, don't buy it. Same level as diamonds. And they saw like a brief dip in sales. And then after a while, it just started going up again and got on the same level as it was before. And everyone just kind of forgets and they all just love lapis and stores just put on a different label under a different name or they just say like, oh yeah, no, this one's from China. You know, it's so, so, so hard to really know where it comes from. So one, yeah, do some research, look into what crystals are, you know, very, very likely to come from a place where human rights are not honored to, you know, fuel wars, anything like that. Generally, crystals that are mined in the US, crystals that are mined in Europe, you know, things are more regulated in those Western countries. And because of that, the chances are higher that the crystals are mined in a good way. Also, yeah, ask, ask, ask. Ask the people that you're buying from. I think this is one of the most important things. And we're really starting this sort of like ripple revolution of, you know, everyone's asking their retailers, their crystal sources, hey, where are these crystals actually coming from? Where are you buying them from? Do you know the mines that, you know, are shipping them to you? What is it like there? And I feel so many more people, as we start asking these questions, the places that are selling the crystals are also you know, like, huh, actually, we don't know where we get this one from, or it's like this, you know, endless sort of chain of crystals going through the world, and we forget or we just don't know where it comes from. So the more we start asking questions, the more people see the value of knowing that and know that actually if we don't know where it come from, comes from, we, yeah, we refrain from buying it because we'd rather be safe than sorry. And another beautiful way to be sustainable with your crystals is to not buy so much and to find other ways to connect with crystals that, you know, you don't have to hold them physically, but we can connect with them, you know, just by tuning into those power places in the earth that these crystals come from. They have so much, you know, so, such, such big, powerful energy without us having to physically be there and when we connect to these places in the earth you know just by bringing your awareness bringing your focus bringing your intention to that place you don't have to know where it is exactly you don't have to know what it looks like exactly just with your intention with your heart moving to that place and tapping into the energy of that crystal you know everything is energy the beautiful thing about crystals is they make the intangible tangible because you can literally hold that it's really great for people that, you know, are not so used to working with energy and that can really, really use that bridge that helps to bring them from the physical into, you know, the magical. But if you feel like, yeah, you got that down, try it out, you know. It's also a way of expanding what you feel you are energetically capable of. Try it out. See if you can grow that muscle and connect with the things beyond where we are in time and space. Really cool practice. Yeah, there is, you know, it's such, such a complicated, big, big, big topic. And I do not have all the answers. I really try to check in with myself, see if, 
you know, see if my, the way that I am connecting with the crystals, the way that I'm purchasing my crystals, that they are in alignment with the energy of, you know, how I live my life and how I meet other people and looking at all those parts of the chain and wanting them to be, you know, pure and loving and not creating any extra harm in this world. And I think that is one of the most important things that we can do. So, yeah, ask the hard questions and together we will start a revolution. Yeah, that's it for this week's episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, for being there. I, like, would so freaking love it if you could just right now it takes two seconds as this episode ends leave a little review leave a few stars if it's resonating if you got something from this episode and yeah it, it makes my day it helps me spread this message i love making this podcast and yeah i would really love the support so if you can you know write a review leave some stars that would definitely make my day sending you a lot a lot of love next time we will be back with another crystal archives episode diving diving deep into yet another one of mother nature's wonders yeah thank you guys so much for being here and speak soon